Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come and join us at 10am every Sunday. to meet with us face to face and it is a choice <laughs> yes lord come on when you when you are that close to someone that face to face you feel their breath it is the intimacy of god's breath so i just pray come holy spirit breathe on us Breathe on us, Lord. Breathe on us, Lord. We want to hear your voice, Lord. Um, I just, I just think um, a, a quick observation, uh, which is that um, you know the culture we live in, it has a way of doing things, and if you choose to fit in with that, then everything runs relatively smoothly, you know. And we want leaders to stand up and say, "I know what I'm doing," and then we get <laughs> really upset when it, when it's obvious that they don't know what they're doing, <laughs> and they're just trying to look like they're good leaders so my my point is we can i know about you know i know how i work and i make little rules for myself my point is we can bring those into church uh, and we can try and fit in with all the different things in life and we and we look for the culture in church and think how does it work but what what i want to say is that uh, miriam margulies swore on the radio apparently and and uh, i think that's great you know, sometimes there's, there's a place for saying it like it is, and I just want to encourage us that don't try and fit in with the little, the little boundaries and rules and laws that that you may find here. I mean, some of them are useful, you know. Uh, but but my point is, be yourself. And if you have something to say, don't think, well, I, you know, I'm not one of the people that always says it, or it doesn't matter. All that stuff's nonsense. Just bring what you have.
What I've got? Oh. Can you hear me now? I'm not going to preach what I've got. It's getting it out. That's the problem. A few weeks ago, we were praying in a prayer meeting. I don't know if I was preaching or leading that morning. Dave prayed for me. And his opening words were, I know you're a man of the Spirit. And my heart sank. Because I felt like, I don't feel I am. I don't feel I am a man of the Spirit. I've lost something. Something's gone. Something's missing. Something's disappeared. What I once had, what I once carried, seemed to have gone. So I got on my knees and I started praying. I said, God, where is it? Where has it gone? What's happened? You said I was a man of the Spirit. I know it was. And I've been on my knees just before God these last few weeks. Saying, God, I want something back. I want something back that's in me but it's in this church. So it's not about me. It's something of what I bring but it's not about me. It's got to be about him. It's got to be about his spirit at work amongst us. And then this week, there's been numerous conversations I've had with different people around the Holy Spirit and him being active and him moving and him being centre of the church and recounting stories of how God's broken into meetings, people's lives, different situations. And, and I'm hungry again. And I don't just want a nice pattern of church. I don't want just a, another Sunday meeting where it's so predictable what we're doing. And it feels like it is sometimes. And it feels like, where is the room for the Holy Spirit? Where is the room for Him to move? Where are we making space for God in our meetings? And we've started this, this series with this, and this one line just won't leave me. And I'm not preaching Neil's preach. Neil's going to preach on the power of God. Um, but he wasn't, he got COVID, so he didn't. I'm not going to preach it, but there's this one line, this opening line of that passage says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Where do we get it from? We can only get it from the Holy Spirit. It only comes from him. And so I was talking with Steve on Friday, and I was just sharing my story of when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was 11 years old. I'd just been baptized in water, and in the good old Pentecostal church, we would have a receiving meeting. You get baptized in water, get filled with the Spirit, we'd have a receiving meeting. And I went along, and I just received the Holy Spirit. And I loved having the Holy Spirit with me. God just used me from the off 
being filled, he used me. Speaking in tongues, casting out demons, seeing the kingdom of God breaking in people's lives, bringing the gospel, seeing people get saved. It was a bit like it was in Acts. I was 11 years old. I knew very little. I was naive. I didn't know anything, but God used it. And as time's gone on, you get theology and methodology all in place, so you think you know what you're doing. You get into a situation, you think you know how to respond to this, you think you know what to do. And then when it doesn't work, what am I missing? And I'm missing the reliance on the Holy Spirit. And I'm relying on my theology and my mythology. And we need the Holy Spirit. And if we are going to be a church that makes a difference in this world, makes a difference in our communities, makes a difference here, we all, and I mean we all, it's not for the leaders, it's not for the special ones, we all need to be filled again with the Holy Spirit. We need that infilling, we need that equipping, we need that empowering. If we're going to be strong in the power of the Lord, and I've been in situations and I think, God, where is your power? Where are you? Where is the evidence? If I'm a man of the Spirit, where's the evidence of that through my life anymore? I'm not seeing it like I used to see it. I don't want to see it again. I don't want to see it in this church again. I mean, some of you have been around a long time in this church, and you've known times when God's broken in amongst us. He has. He just breaks in and and we used to meet in a place called the Whitworth. And I hated that room we met in. It was awful. The ballroom was awful. It was dark and dingy. It wasn't a pleasant place. But God broke in there so many times. In the morning, like I felt this morning, I, I walked in. I just felt the cloud of the glory of God as I walked in this morning. And that morning there, I sat on the front row and I slid off the chair onto the floor and I laid on the floor, and as Steve was leading worship that morning, Steve Rubiak, and he was, and I just got him to play, and I preached from lying on the floor. And God just broke out. And we were going back there one Sunday for a meeting, and we hadn't met there for a long time, but we couldn't have our normal venue. We were going back there, and I said to God, I really don't want to go there. I hate that place. And God reminded me of what he'd done in that place. And he said, and when you meet there, I'm going to do it again. And he did. That morning, God broke in. And that is where I'm at. I'm desperate. Unless God breaks in, and God started something that is not yet finished. God's doing something new. In our prayer meeting on Friday morning, God's speaking again and again. There's, there's a stirring of something new, of a move of God's. And I went home and I played a song, which Pam reminded me of this morning. I played a song called Shout to the Lord, which is an old Kevin Prosh song from the Vineyard Days. And it breaks the heavy yoke when you shout to the Lord. It's kind of the words. And it's a brilliant song. But I went home and I, looked, I, I just couldn't get away from it, so I put it on again. But I put it on and it was Kevin Prosh leading worship at Toronto Airport Vineyard. And that same spirit, 
spirit that was there in those days just fell on me while I was listening to it. And I thought, this is it. This is what I'm after. I want again to have that encounter with God. I want again, and I want us, if we're going to be a church that stand together in the power of God, then we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to encounter him. We need to be filled again. We need to know that infilling power that comes that actually we can be effective and advance the kingdom. And the verse that kept coming to me where Jesus said to his disciples that, it's the, that the kingdom is advancing by force and actually it's force we take it. We take it. We go with it and we run with it. And actually we bring the kingdom in not because of anything of us but because of the spirit of God that's within us that's driving and advancing his kingdom. And I just want to, I don't know if you're with me in this. I think there's a few of you that are at least in this room. I, we joke a lot about me and fire. And it's become a bit of a joke, but I want the reality of it. And if anything this morning... Anything this morning, I want a few sparks to fly off me onto some of you. God will do anything. That has been my prayer. If you will do anything, God, just let a few sparks off me catch around this room of what I've got currently. But I haven't got it all. Please don't look at me as though I've got it all because I haven't. But I'm going after God for something. I'm going after his heart for something. I'm pressing in for something that I haven't, I've had once before, but I haven't seen again for a long time. And I've not seen God move in this church, in this building, since we've been in this building, like he does done. Even before we actually renovated this building, there was times God moved. And I haven't seen that since we renovated it and properly moved in. And, and I've been desperate for that, and I've been praying about that, and we've got a few people that are intercessory prayers in this church, and I'd ask them to pray about it as well. Because actually there's something missing. There's been just something missing. And God's stirring it up. And he's coming to do it again. And he's coming to break in again. And he's coming to move in power again. And it's not going to look like it did in Toronto days and the Toronto blessing that we had so much fun with. And, but actually, this is about the kingdom of God advancing and breaking in and breaking strongholds and demons fleeing in the name of Jesus and people being healed and set free. It's about the kingdom of God breaking in and people coming to faith in Jesus Christ, falling on their knees and saying, what have I got to do to get this salvation? What must I do without even anybody even having to preach the gospel to them? Because when actually the power of God is on us, when people are around us, they will be convicted of their sin. God's about a great work at this time. And my heart is that we are a people who get on board and we get with God and somehow we get before God and we start pressing in for this. And we don't let go and we don't give up until we start seeing some breakthroughs. 
God's about doing something. And it's just that call. There's the call of the Spirit to come and get filled again. Come and receive again. Come and encounter God again. And I don't know what it looks like for you. So don't come expecting to be shaking necessarily or falling over or anything. I don't know what it looks like for you. We, we limit God by the expectation sometimes of what that manifestation will look like. And we can't do that. I shake a lot. Yeah, I get on the floor because I'll fall down otherwise. And there's not always somebody there to catch you. But I don't care how God does it. What it looks like for you doesn't really matter for me. What matters is, are we encountering God? Because there's going to be this glorious church before Jesus comes. It's got to happen. And while evil prevails in our world and seems to prosper, the kingdom of God is going to prosper even more and will prosper. And his kingdom will be advancing and extending across this world and across our area. And we've been given responsibility for such a small area of the world. But are we going to take that seriously? And are we going to do it? Or is God going to find somebody else? Is God going to have to look for another people? Or is it going to be us? And if it's not me together with you, I'll go somewhere where there is people doing it. Because I've got to have this. I've caught something of the heart of God, and I'm going after that heart again and again. And I'm catching something, and I know there's people around this room who are doing the same. They're going for it again. And I don't care if he upsets our meetings. I don't care what it looks like if church as we know it isn't as we know it. I just want it. I just want it. and go for it anyway. And I heard the word devastate. And I've just looked it up. And everything in, this, in, in there, it's, it's almost like devastation over a country through war. And I'm thinking, Lord, I know you said devastate. But then it said spoil. And I thought, yes. Lord, we have it sewn up in our heads. We have everything sewn up. But God wants to spoil he wants to come in. There is there's something that happened when people really encountered him in, in the um, Toronto Blessing and at other times that it's like, Lord, I'm undone. I'm undone. And I just, I just know that God, whatever, I mean, I, I can get, I don't know, whatever foolish for Jesus. I can, I'm more in the prophetic and that can look wacky. But praise God, there's a good wacky. But God wants to spoil us. He wants to devastate us. 
devastate things that we think that's church, that's whatever, that's, but he wants to come in power because he needs the sons and daughters of God to appear. The whole of the earth and creation is longing and groaning for the sons and daughters of God to come into the fruition of who we are in Christ Jesus. And I'm telling you that if you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, begin to know who God has made you to be, begin to know who God really is, the Lord Sabaoth, the King of the nations, the Lord is on the throne and he is advancing. And yes, he is love. He is love incarnate, but he is the Lord and he is the King of the armies of heaven. And he is wanting to move deep inside every one of you. And he's wanting to devastate that that doesn't match up. And there is in, in Hebrews, there's a word that says um, about evil. And actually, the, the, the meaning of that word is anything that is not how God made it in the beginning. And God wants to put us into such a place with him that we become who he said and the blueprint of who he said we are from the foundation of the world and he's longing for a church that he can come and inhabit. And I'm like, Lord, build your church. I'm just little me, but God, build your church. Yeah, amen, amen. Thank you. Yeah, just um, starts with us choosing to partner with God. And many of us have partnered with the things of this world. We've partnered with the things of the enemy. We've given access. We've given opportunity. We've allowed him to get in. And because of it, there's things in our life that are not right. There's things in our life. And the enemy's having a field day. He's just been having a field day. Relationships break down because the enemy's having a field day. People are trapped in all manners of addictions because the enemy is having a field day. Because we've partnered with the enemy. We have all kinds of fears over all kinds of things because we've partnered with the enemy instead of partnering with the Spirit of God. Instead of trusting Him. And somehow we have to come back to repentance. Somehow we have to come back. So when Dave said he thought it was about forgiveness, it actually is. Because actually we need to come and repent and receive the forgiveness of God. And it's not a long, big, drawn-out thing. It's not, we don't have to do sackcloth and ashes and penance. It's a moment of recognition. I've partnered with something that is not of God. And I'm going to undo that partnership. And I'm going to partner with this Holy Spirit. Forgive me, God, for partnering with that which is not of you. And then finding freedom and then going after God's heart. And I don't want this to be heavy. That might sound a bit heavy. I don't want it to be heavy. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom and there's joy. And there's others want to share. <laughs> Go for it. All right. <laughs> just, as soon as you said about this building, um, 
with an empire of God before we had it still. And I've had a dream about it, so I need to talk about it later. But it's obviously <laughs> this whitewashed wall, and it's like this building is crispy and it looks amazing, but I don't know. It's like I don't even know. Something about whitewashed walls. Kind of know that whitewashed. The white that's, that washes the walls that paint the walls is made from lime. And it's called the lime tree. But I don't know. Uh, probably not made from this lime either. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it's quite interesting that these tools were created in Babylon and they were made out of lime. Yeah. No. <laughs> Vicky, yeah. Stand together, shall we? Let's just do a. Let's come back before God. Let's do a song. Let's just focus our focus ourselves on God. So much more I can say. I'm not sure it's right to. I want to be just led by the Holy Spirit. But if you want to be filled again with the Holy Spirit, there's a reaching out to God to be done. And I've been reaching out for weeks now. And I'm not yet filled. I've not yet had enough. I've not yet got where I want to be. But I'm inviting you on this journey with us. I'm inviting you to come and partake of this. I'm inviting you to come and partake of what God has for us in this season, at this time. And as we sing, and if you just want, I, there's a reaching out to be done. And I don't know what that looks like for you, but I'm going to reach out my hand to God. I'm going to say, give me more. Give me more of you. Give me more of yourself. I'm going after your heart, God. Give me more. Give me more. I want to press in for more. Uh, if that's what you want, I would encourage you to do it. Because only God can meet your need. I can't. I can pray for you, but I can't do it. It's got to be him. You've got to go after him with all your heart. <sighs> come, Holy Spirit. I invite you to come right now as we come back to worship. Holy Spirit, would you come to us? Would you fill us? Would you come and fill us again? Would you come and draw near? Would you come, Lord, and whatever needs to happen in our heart, where we need to repent, help us, 
right now, Holy Spirit, where we need to receive forgiveness, help us, where we need to choose to partner with you, come and help us. Holy Spirit, we just simply come in after you. And we welcome you and say, come meet with us right now, Holy Spirit. which is something that God has given her to sort of speak into that more. Thank you. Thank you for letting me speak. The Lord is here with us. I need to remember. You see that wall. See beyond it. See beyond that wall because it's not just a whitewashed wall. See the earth. See the trees. See the sky. See the Lord giving us the glory to live another day. God is with you every step of the way. He will praise you. He will work with you. He will be there. His passion, his love, his glory is all for us. And I beg you that you reach out to him. Reach out to him. Tell him you love him. Tell him how much he cares for you and you care for him. Sisters and brothers, today we reunite with the Lord, waking up breathing, speaking, seeing. We are here, and I want you all to be with God today. Amen. I'm reminded a few weeks ago when we had a really great sermon about sharpening your blade, and I was really stirred by the Spirit that day, and so I came forward for prayer. And what I expected was just to receive the Holy Spirit and be, sh- and be you know, filled and, and re- resharpened or whatever that looked like. God really spoke into it and he said, you're sharp, but there's chinks taken out of you. So you're a serrated edge. And he wanted to just take those, that serrated edge back to its clean edge. And the, the chinks actually were um, lies I was believing. Um, you know, and linked to the shame that I spoke about a couple of weeks ago. So God wants to, to sharpen you this morning. He really does. And um, if you feel a stirring, even the tiniest stirring, come forward and receive prayer because he will speak into that. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, over us. Reign over us. Holy Spirit, come. Reign over everyone in this room, over every family, every marriage. Reign. God, come. Reign. Lord, I pray. Lord, let there be the reign of God over everyone here. Lord, I pray where the enemy's got a foothold, where the enemy's had access. We want to close them doors now in the name of Jesus. We say, enemy, your days are numbered in this place. We command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Because he's reigning, not you. He has all power and authority, not you. We declare the kingdom of God over us. We declare the rule and reign of Jesus in this place. For the glory of God. And we declare it to the principalities and powers. Our God reigns. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Praise you, God.
is filled with um, mentioning the word fire earlier on. It kind of triggered um, a memory of a dream that I had last night that otherwise I'd, I'd forgotten. And um, in the dream, um, I'm pretty sure it was Abby that had come over to my house, Matt's wife, and um, she lit all my candles. And I've got quite a few candles, and I tend to only light one or two, just occasionally. And in this dream, I came downstairs, and all the candles had been put together in like an oven tray. And they'd been burning for a long time because all the wax had started to melt, and all the wax was mixing together. And um, some of the candles were kind of like pillar ones, and they were leaning at an angle. And um, my first kind of instinct was to think, oh, gosh, this is really dangerous. Um, and also, that, that's all my candles, and they're all kind of spoiled. They're all, they've all melted together. And um, I felt like as I was kind of remembering that dream, God was saying, like, um, sometimes it's, it feels a bit costly and it feels a bit uh, risky, uh, but actually look at the beauty of those, all those flames together. Um, inhale the fragrance of all those candles um, that are mixing and um, yeah, just pray that we can respond to that, that we can em embrace what God is calling us to do as a church, um, that we would bring beauty and fragrance. And yes, it might come at um, a cost to us at times, and it might feel messy and a little bit risky, um, but we, we trust God, and we are safe with God. Amen. And I say this with grace, and I say it with love, because I want people free. But some of you have got a demon that you're holding hands with, and you're walking around with a demon like he's your best friend. And it's time to get rid of that best friend. He's not your best friend. He's had to do you harm, not good. Yet you've got this invisible secret friend going on. God says, who are you going to choose? Me or him? And you know who I'm talking to. I know some names, but I'm not going to do that publicly. Because I know what God's shown me. But it's time to break that union and get rid. God came to set you free. And he wants you free. So we're going to have to be done at that. Time has gone.